Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Bobby Spellman, Associate Professor of Cognitive and Social Psychology at the University of Virginia. So I'm sitting with Bobby Spellman, and I wanted to chat with you a little bit about confidence and believability. What, what, what do we know about that? Okay, well, it's pretty well known that confident people are more believable than unconfident people. Are you sure? <laughs> Some of the time. And it's a real problem, especially in the courtroom. So where you get a confident witness come up and they say they remember everything about some event, they're believed way, a lot more than people who are less confident, even though both of them might be equally accurate. So, so let's think, for example, let's say two months ago somebody stood up on stage in front of the whole country and said, I think that unless we buy toxic securities back from the banks and spend $700 billion on this, nothing good will come of this economy. That, that would look high confidence? One of the things that matters is how uh, believable this person has been in the past. Mm-hmm. And if this person hasn't been that believable in the past, no matter how much confidence they come up and say uh, this thing with, they're not going to be as believable. And that's actually the sort of foundation of our research. So if you don't know anything about somebody and they're very confident, you're more likely to believe them. But suppose you go out and get some independent information about whether they've been accurate in the past. And there's two different people. And one has always been high confident, and they're high confident about everything, but then you learn that they're wrong about something. Their believability takes a nosedive. So, so let's talk about Paulson again. So, so Paulson came and told us we need to buy the securities, and now uh, two months later he said, I spent $300 billion, uh, none of it on toxic securities, and I don't intend to do that. <laughs> By saying that, is he in the same confidence he said the first statement? Is he basically destroying his reputation? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. so That's so, right. So is the lesson for Paulson that he, should, he shouldn't have been as confident in the beginning? Yeah, that's probably right. So in our studies, you have these high-confident people who are wrong about something, and then their, confi- their uh, believability takes a nosedive. Whereas if you have somebody who's more moderate, and then they're confident about one thing and less confident about something else, if the thing they're less confident about doesn't pan out, they're still believable for other things that happen in the future. So, yeah, a little moderation about things that are likely not to work out actually increases your believability in the long run. Okay, so you can think about that Paulson was trading off a short-term desire to look confident and to get the legislation he wanted with the long-term um, consequences of him being believed and actually being able to follow up on future legislations. That, that's probably right, and, but one wonders whether he... Uh, <laughs> how smart he was to be that confident in the first place. In the first place. So knowing all that, what, what have you changed in your own behavior? Oh, you're such a slimy interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody likes to believe about themselves that we're well calibrated, that we know the difference between the things we're sure about and the things we're not sure about. So I like to think nothing because, of course, I like to think, well, the things I express with confidence do come out to be the case, and the things I express with low confidence are less likely to be the case. But I think I'm just more conscious about it when I when I make proclamations. Because it is it is hard, right? Because we do believe things at a time when we're confident. We really believe them. It's not. It's usually not made up. It's true. Well, I don't know. Sometimes I think, think we talk ourselves into, into it more. Yeah, yeah. But but even if we talk ourselves into it, we might still believe it. Yeah. 
Unfortunate, so, but true. so is is it the case that we should always just reduce our confidence by fifteen percent or something like that? Well, one of the things we don't know is whether there are individual differences in confidence all the time, like whether there really are people who are high confidence about everything and people who are low confident about everything, whether people are more modulated or not. So no, re- reducing your confidence about everything all of the time doesn't really help. It's more. Um, not just your overall level of co- confidence, but your calibration, whether things you're sure about are more likely than things you're less sure about. So we need to be more discriminant rather than just more or less confident. Okay, so just showing le- lower confidence when it, when it really matters. Yeah. So last question is, so let's think about Paulson as an example again. Do you think he also destroyed his credibility in other domains of life? Uh, his personal life, for example, the, the way that his wife right. believes him he'll come f- home from work on time <laughs> or get the grocery list, or is just in that domain? Is domain-specific or not? Yeah, well, you're hitting some very good questions, and that's something we want to research more in the future, but that's right. Is it the case that if that people who are perceived as being not well calibrated in some domain are also seen as being that way across domains, personal life, uh, social life, and things like that? Or do people compartmentalize? So might somebody say, yeah, but he's just doing that because that's business, but in real life, he's this really nice, smart guy. Mm -hmm. Or do people generalize? And that, again, very important for the courtroom and for other situations. Okay. Uh, Aside from the slimy interviewer comment, I'm sure (laughs) I enjoyed it very much. Thank you very much. It's always fun, Dan. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, Professor of Behavioral Economics at Duke University. Learn more at research.duke.edu.